text that calls for attention this Holy Monday, Thursday evening is our epistle for the day from Hebrews chapter 10, and especially verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart in the full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What emotion comes to mind when you think of someone saying to you, draw near? Would those words be something that might cause in you excitement and joy? Or on the other hand, might they be words that would create in you true panic and fear? Well, I suppose that would depend largely on who is saying the words to you. If it was someone that loved you, I suppose those words would bring forth good emotions. If it was your spouse who was calling you to draw near, it might bring a smile to your face. If it was your grandma calling you, I bet your heart might begin to melt. If it was your beloved coach, you might want to know exactly what they have to say to you. On the other hand, if you were in a courtroom and a judge told you to draw near, I suppose it could be a rather nervous moment. If it was a stranger on a dark street who said draw near, I suppose your heartbeat might begin to race a little faster. If it was an armed enemy soldier coming at you and telling you to draw near, I wouldn't be surprised if your knees went a little weak. What about when God calls you to draw near? What is your thought when the holy, almighty, all-powerful God tells you to draw near unto him? Is that something that brings comfort to your heart? Or is it something that fills your heart with great fear? Well, before you answer too quickly this night, let us stop first to think about how the people of God, especially in the Old Testament days, responded to the idea of drawing near to God. First, let us think about how the people of God thought about that time when God came and gave the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. If you remember, when Moses went up that mountain, the people of God were very fearful of God drawing near. They were fearful of the thundering in the sky that accompanied God's arrival. You see, they did not want to draw near to God because they believed that if they came into God's presence, they would surely die. After all, God was the one who had told them, Don't let beast or man come upon this mountain, lest you die. Yes, the people were so afraid that when they got a chance to talk to Moses, they said, well, you continue to be the one who stands between us and God. For they did not want to draw near themselves. Secondly, let us think of that other place in the Old Testament where the people of God were to draw near unto him. In this case, I speak of the tabernacle or the temple. God promised to be there 
so that his people could draw near. More precisely, it promised that he would dwell inside that temple in that smaller room called the Holy of Holies. As the Holy of Holies was that innermost part of the temple or the tabernacle. It was a cube-shaped room, equal in breadth and height and width. It was separated from the rest of the temple and even from the holy place inside of the temple by a large, heavy curtain that told everyone that they weren't just supposed to go running in there. Yes, that was a room where God had promised that he would sit. He had promised that he would sit there upon the Ark of the Covenant, upon the top of the Ark called, blessedly, the Mercy But notice, the Holy of Holies was not a place that you were just supposed to run into. It was not a place that anyone could just go when they wanted to. Oh yes, people were to draw near to God in the temple, but not too near. They weren't to come anywhere near that Holy of Holies where God sat. In fact, all year... Only one person could enter the Holy of Holies. And that one person could only go in one time a year. Only the high priest, and only on the Day of Atonement. And when he went in, he didn't just carelessly wander in to the Holy of Holies. No, first he bathed his body. He changed into clean linen clothes. And he followed each step laid out in the Levitical Law. Then he had to bring the proper sacrifices for sin. In this case, he was to bring for himself and Israel a bull and a ram and two goats. You see, only with the blood of a sacrificial animal could one enter into the Holy of Holies with assurance and confidence. Entering any other way was a suicide mission. I assume that when I asked you tonight how you felt inside when you thought about God drawing near, is that you felt pretty good about that. That it's a thought that brought cheer to your heart. But now that we've thought a little bit about how the people of old thought about God drawing near, perhaps we need to change our opinions. Is it possible that our assumptions about God drawing near are wrong? Or has something changed? between the time of Sinai and the temple and the time that you and I live in. Well, here's what hasn't changed. God is just as holy as he has always been. And we, in and of ourselves, are just as sinful as humanity has ever been. And if a sinner just draws near on his own to a holy God, the sinner cannot stand. No, the sinner will die. So if you want to draw near to God on your own strength, your own power, your own merits, well then you should be afraid. Very afraid. For it will not end well for you. The thought of drawing near to a holy God when you are just a sinner with no sacrifice to bring should terrify you. But thankfully, we, God's people living under the new covenant, never have to draw near to God alone. And that's what our reading from Hebrews for tonight helps us to think about. 
it tells us that what has changed now is that we live under the new covenant. Later, we will drink the blood of the new covenant or the new testament. And in that new covenant, the book of Hebrews says that Jesus is the great high priest. And that Jesus has given us now access into the very presence of God through his blood. You see, as his flesh was torn upon the cross, that curtain which used to separate what was called the holy place from the most holy place split right down in two. It was as if God was showing through that curtain that everything had changed with the death of Jesus. No longer did the people have to cower at the thought of entering into the presence of God. Instead, they could go with confidence. You can go into the presence of God with confidence. For with Jesus, you have been washed. You have put on new clothes. You come forward with confidence knowing that the sacrificial lamb of God has been slain and has taken all of God's wrath away. He has opened that curtain to God's presence through his flesh. He has sprinkled his blood upon you in order that you might stand before the Father with the assurance of faith. He has made you perfectly holy by offering his Son upon the cross. And what does all this have to do with Monday, Thursday? Well, before us again today sits the meal that Jesus instituted on that first Monday, Thursday. That meal we often call communion or the Lord's Supper. Soon we will hear again, just as we have heard already in the service, those words that Jesus spoke about that bread and wine. Yes, he will come and feed us again. He will give to us the faith that we need to believe the words he speaks about that bread and wine, that it is his very body and blood. And you see, if we take his words seriously, then we will recognize that when God calls us to this altar, he is calling us into the New Testament, Holy of Holies. He is calling us where he himself dwells. Yes, he has torn down the curtain. There is no veil spread across here to guard you from the presence of God. No, he invites you to draw near, knowing that you come washed through baptism, wearing his own righteousness, sprinkled in his own blood. And so you need not fear the invitation of Jesus to come forward. You need not find a high priest who can go into the presence of God for you. You need not find a Moses who can stand between you and God. For know the great high priest Jesus has offered that last and final sacrifice. And that means that you can, not just one day a year, but any day of the year, enter into the very presence of God with confidence. This is the Holy of Holies, as one of the hymns in our hymnal puts it, when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, God himself is present. He says to you this day, draw near. Don't reject his invitation. Don't be afraid to come forward. For Jesus has assured you that you are welcome because of his cross. You are washed. 
the blood of the perfect sacrifices upon you. So come forward, take, eat, and take, drink. Draw near unto God, for God is here to save you. Amen.